Good evening, everybody. This is Matthew from Don't Unfriend Me, episode 77. Thanks for joining me tonight. Last night was a somber episode. It's January 7th, and uh, tonight's going to be about the same. I don't have a joke tonight. I, I, I think that it's important to reflect on some of the things, but I have to be honest. And uh, this segue is going to be a little bit different. I, I need a favor. I've learned to really appreciate some of the people here uh, in fact, all of the people and the dummies. And I really can't tell you how much I appreciate you, every one of you. And it's important to be honest. And I don't necessarily have the luxury to message each of you individually. Now, nothing's wrong. You've done nothing wrong. And I don't want you to feel you've done something wrong. But I am an honest person and I have to be direct with you. I need the conspiracy theory stuff to stop. There's a reason why. For the last... 75 days, I have empowered you and entertained your ideas. I have tried to be respectful and affable and humor you in your exploration of thought. I'm done. I don't want to hear it anymore. Your credibility with me is not high. This show's different. We talk about truth here. We try to go ahead and be honest and open with each other, take accountability when we're wrong and stand steadfast when we're right. We see all sides. I'm trying to get, expand your mind about liberals. I'm expecting liberals to expand their mind about conservatives and everyone in between. Whether you believe in God, whether you don't, whether you're gay, straight, whether you're black, white, I don't care. We have differences and we need to embrace it. But conspiracy theory is not good. We just saw the, the, the detriment and what it did. It got somebody killed. And I am frustrated beyond reproach. For the last 75 days, I have been sent every conspiracy theory and I have blown every one of them apart. That earns me a, a little bit of maybe not respect, but trust. That when I say this isn't accurate, you probably can say, okay. Now, I'm not the most connected person in the world, but I have friends in the Secret Service. I have friends in Department of Homeland Security, Capitol Police. I've worked with people and I've had a benefit in Washington, D.C. to work with some great organizations simply because I've worked for two major organizations that support veterans. And it gets you a lot of influence. I've been coined by people who flew and, and were security for Air Force One. I know people who work for the president specifically in health and fitness and also on their council for economy. I know people who have protected President Obama, President Bush, and President Trump. I know people who worked for Reagan. I know people who are on George Bush's staff. I know people who worked for Bill Clinton. I know admirals and vice admirals who worked under the Joint Chiefs. I know senators and I know councilmen. I know state representatives. I've worked and I clerked in Wyoming at, at Goshen County in Cheyenne as well and summer clerkships. I worked Intel and created a lot of good friends and people who I've leveraged and kept those relationships strong and I stay informed. I'm not the greatest. I don't have all the answers, but what I do know is I can figure out when something is a conspiracy and when it's not and I don't have time for it especially now that somebody, a 14-year veteran, died because she believed in conspiracy theories and she died for no reason at all. Now, after 75 days, you're telling me, after being wrong on everything, no 
No offense, remember, we're being honest with each other. You haven't been right about one thing. Nothing. And you adamantly continue to share conspiracy theories with me. I don't want to see them. I don't care. And no, I don't trust you. Because you haven't apologized or you haven't taken any responsibility for peddling disinformation to me and everyone else on your Facebook page. And this goes for the left and the right. And if you're making this about you, then it's probably about you. And you need to take that. And I'm sure you have feedback for me now that I'm a sanctimonious, pompous ass and you're a loyal fan and you're never going to listen to me again. I don't care. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to express an opinion. I'm here to use my voice as American. And at any time, you can turn it off if I offend you or you no longer like what I say. But I challenge you, why are you turning it off? Are you turning it off because of me or are you turning it off because of you? Now, I've spoken my piece. I get hundreds of messages a day. Does that mean I don't want to hear from you? No. I want to know how you are. I want to know what's going on. I'm still waiting to hear from Julian Tark. But I'm constantly sick of hearing from QAnon sites. I'm sick of hearing about these people who've been making up lies and you still watch them. They just lied to you for 75 days. And why are you pretending that all of a sudden they're right now? That's a lack of judgment. I can look at my record and say that there's things that I've predicted, but I have never said we're sure. But the things that I did say were sure have happened and I've been accurate. Doesn't that earn me a little loyalty? I would hope so. But if it doesn't, there are other shows that will absolutely harbor every thought that you have. I'm not one of them. Now that we've got that out of the way, what goes up must come down. We understand Newton's law. We understand theory of relativity. But the what goes up must come down isn't just applied science to gravity. It works with everything. Love, hate, artwork, the Great Wall of China, space shuttle, moons. Everything over time on a long enough timeline. What goes up must come down. The mighty giraffe the mighty red oak, the tallest skyscraper, the pyramids of Giza. Over a long enough timeline, everything falls, and everything will. And at some point, the earth will become a ball of dust, and eventually it'll become nothing, and gravity will erode it to a speck of nothing. That's not to be negative. It's just to say that on a long enough timeline, even the hero can become the villain. And tonight we've seen that. But it also tells you that our time here is infinitesimal on the scale of things. And while we are here, we should hold ourselves to a higher standard. The reason I talk about this is I think America is the greatest country in the world, as I believe the English thought at one point, as the Romans and the Greeks thought. And if you think we're so far removed from falling, you're wrong. Because democracies have failed every single time they have ever been a form of government on this earth. A constitutional republic has been the only successful and sustaining form of government. Unfortunately, we are no longer that. The quote is, what has history said of eminence without honor, wealth without wisdom, power and possession without principle? The answer is reiterated in the overthrow of the mightiest empires of ancient times, Babylon, 
Persia, Greece, and Rome. The four successive universal powers of the past, what and where are they now? And as we mention England, the mighty empire, the United States is demonstrating that it is next if we are not careful. The mighty 1500, folks. Sorry for the somber tone. I just have to be honest, and I can't take it anymore. But what I can take is us continuing this show and talking about the truth. The mighty 1500 followers, thank you so much. I'm thankful for everyone, whether you're sending conspiracy theories or not. I don't want you to leave. I want you to stay. I just want you to be a part of the conversation. And instead of hearing from somebody else, I want to hear from you. I want to hear what your thoughts are. I want to hear what your gut tells you. I want you to join the dialogue and join the discourse because that is the only way we're going to finally understand where we belong in this mortal coil. 1,500 followers, I am humbled. I am grateful. Thank you, dummies. And whether you've listened for five minutes or you've listened for a bunch of episodes. You are a dummy, and the reason why you are is because we're the Don't Unfriend Me's. That's what we're all about. To become a Don't Unfriend Me, there's no charge. Just stop by Facebook, give me a like, follow, and go ahead and share my post if you wouldn't mind. You can also go to Instagram and catch my show, some pictures of the family and what's going on in the world, and YouTube. You can find my HD catalog and all of the shows that I have done there. I would appreciate it if you would stop by. One other thing is that you can also reach me at don'tunfriendme.com, which isn't a bad place to jump into and kind of see everything all in one shot. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe while you are there. And let's dive into what we're going to talk about tonight. Mike Pence, a governor of Indiana, a senator, a devout Christian, a history buff and major, and also a constitutional scholar. Mike Pence has not always been my favorite person on the planet. Why? Because I believe nobody should be that perfect and unflappable, but he is. He's kind, he's cunning, he is absolutely dedicated and loyal, and now he is the new Judas. Donald Trump has put him in his crosshairs after four years of dedicated service, and Donald Trump, like a petulant child, has absolutely lambasted and scolded the vice president and is absolutely wrong in what he did. I'm going to show you a quick video of Mike Pence and just show you his character after the Capitol building was stormed and how he came back and did his job and did what he was supposed to do in an effort to be presidential. Vice President, as President of the Senate, would like to give a brief statement with the indulgence of the senators. Today was a dark day in the history of the United States Capitol. But thanks to the swift efforts of U.S. Capitol Police, federal, state, and local law enforcement, the violence was quelled, the Capitol is secured, and the people's work continues. We condemn the violence that took place here in the strongest possible terms. We grieve the loss of life in these hallowed halls as well as the injuries suffered by those who defended our capital today. 
And we will always be grateful to the men and women who stayed at their posts to defend this historic place. To those who wreaked havoc in our capital today, you did not win. Violence never wins. Freedom wins. And this is still the people's house. And as we reconvene in this chamber, the world will again witness the resilience and strength of our democracy. For even in the wake of unprecedented violence and vandalism at this Capitol, the elected representatives of the people of the United States have assembled again on the very same day to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. So may God bless the lost, the injured, and the heroes forged on this day. May God bless all who serve here and those who protect this place. And may God bless the United States of America. Let's get back to work. After seeing something that if I was an employee, and let's face it, he's the employee of the American people, but he's also under the president of the United States and serves at the pleasure of the American people through the president. And I was embarrassed and struck down as he was. I don't think I could have delivered a speech like that. His blood pressure was up. He was red-faced, and he was obviously angry and upset. And he has every right to be. You see, Mike Pence is not a Judas. He's an honorable man and someone I respect a whole hell of a lot. And I don't think that anyone should tramps on his legacy as a vice president because single-handedly I believe he has been the best vice president that has been in my lifetime. He has done his job. And see, the vice president's job isn't to take over for the president because that is not something that any presidency plans on. His job is to defend the president at all costs. And Mike Pence has done that flawlessly. And I'm going to review it with you today. The next thing that's troubled with is that Donald Trump wrote this about Mike Pence when Mike Pence refused to go ahead and overturn an election that he has no authority or ability to overturn. Constitutionally, Mike Pence can't, and I said that a long time ago, but people didn't listen and sent conspiracy theories over and over yet again explaining to me why Mike Pence was going to overturn an election. Donald Trump says Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done to protect our country and or constitution, giving states a chance to certify a corrected set of facts, not the fraudulent and inaccurate ones that were there that there were asked to previously certify. U.S. demands the truth. Mr. Trump, I've defended you. I've stood in the way of friendships for you. I voted for you. I didn't vote for you the first time. I've put up flags. I have supported you. I have done all the things that I should do as a loyal American citizen. And now I am going to go ahead and maybe not chastise because that would be arrogant. I'm going to provide you some feedback. Mike Pence is more of a man than you ever will be. 
Mike Pence can admit he's wrong. Mike Pence is affable. And when he gives loyalty to somebody, he gives it 100%. And if they show a failure or make a mistake, he doesn't show disloyalty to them like you do. Mike Pence has defended you every single day of your presidency, minus the last one day. He stood for what he believed in, and that is called principle, something you don't understand. You are a powerful man, you are a businessman, and you grew up with the belief that you never admit you're wrong, and that's fine. But the one thing that that creates is a narcissistic behavior that nobody can condone. No man can carry that mantra. You are not Jesus Christ. You are not Lord Savior. You are not Gandhi. You are not the Dalai Lama. You are a man, and you are a sinner, and you are fallible, as we all are. And to pretend that you're anything other than that doesn't make you strong. It makes you delusional. Mike Pence stood on the national podium and defended your Ukraine call when, honestly, you were blackmailing Ukraine, and it's fine that you did because Ukraine's a shithole. But you could have at least admitted that you did it. He took a bullet for you with General Flynn fiasco and went ahead and stood up and defended you over General Flynn, even though General Flynn threw him under the bus and Mike Pence was absolutely slighted in that incident, and yet he still defended your honor. He defended you against Michael Cohen and Avenatti and the charges of your infidelity with Stormy Daniels and the ability and the tapes and all of the accusations of rape and sexual harassment that we we all know were made up. But the point is, is Mike Pence defended you when he didn't know you from Adam or back then. He stand up for your campaign rallies during COVID when everyone said that you were creating super spreaders. And we all understand that that's not necessarily how it works, but it doesn't matter. He defended you and he was the member of the COVID task force. And you constantly spoke out of both sides of your mouth, confusing what his direction should be. Yet he handled it with elegance and grace. He ran the point on the COVID task force, one of the largest pandemics this world has ever seen and certainly in modern day history. And you put the weight of the world on his shoulders and he did not buckle and he did not falter and he was resolute and followed the task through all the while defending you. He lambasted the media over North Korea and the pandering and the fake news around your involvement with Kim Jong-un. He destroyed Tim Kaine and Kamala Harris on two separate occasions and saved the debate stage for you as you failed miserably in your first debate. And the second debate was actually brought voters in because they saw someone presidential that could quelch your lack and slake for power and to be in the proverbial spotlight at all times. And they felt Mike Balance was a good balance to that because you were a man that could help the economy and you were a man that was tough on law and could take us back to where we need to be. But in the end, your arrogance was your downfall. You do have that in common with Judas. Tough against Iran. And when you went ahead and went Iran and you stopped the Iran nuclear deal, he was in your corner. Absolutely 100%, even though he may not have agreed. Your block for China and travel for COVID, he stood by your side and defended you and said you single-handedly saved hundreds of thousands of American lives and resonated your own words. Mask wearing and COVID response to you getting sick and in the hospital as you flamboyantly came out and said people should just beat it like it was a choice when some people don't have 
the health care that you have, don't have the body and makeup that you have, and ultimately are predetermined to die if they get it. It was insensitive and ultimately lost you the election, but Mike Pence defended you anyway. Impeachment, we all know what happened there, as he stood on the steps and condemned the senators and the House and the Senate together when they voted to impeach you in articles of impeachment, and he lambasted them for it. He attacked the media with elegance and grace yet again and was affable in his design and literally told the media to go F themselves and they had no idea because his passive aggressiveness was like a Jedi master and so smooth they had no idea that it was happening. Countless times supporting president uh, supporting the president against terminating your own staff. How many times did you change out cabinet members and he went and cleaned up your mess as you would announce it on Twitter and then he would go out on the podium and explain things away and at least try to put the proverbial caca back in the horse. And lastly, you have treated him like he is Judas. And now the right is turning on him and turning against him and calling him a traitor. Mr. Trump, that is the farthest thing and you owe the man an apology. If you are going to be half of a man that Mike Pence is, you better stand up and you better restore his reputation. But unfortunately, it's too late. There is nobody at fault for what you've done. And you remind me of Hillary Clinton as you will take no ownership that it's you that lost the election. It's you that failed to incite the American people to stand up with peaceful protest and march on the Capitol successfully with you leading the way. Because I didn't see you in that Capitol building, I saw that you asked people to do what a leader should do. And sir, you have failed. I've seen a lot of friends and I've seen a lot of posts on Facebook where people are pointing fingers and somehow on a pedestal pretend that they are magnanimous and powerful and the all-seeing as liberals say, see, we told you so. Actually, you didn't tell us anything. You have burned down cities. You have burned down businesses. You have broken police officers, defunded, shit in our streets, put needles all over. You have kept blacks and minorities under your thumb yet again. And you now have control of the entire democratic system and our republic. What will you do with it? What power will you yield? What message of peace and strength will you go ahead and begin to start speaking? You don't. What do you do with your power? You immediately invoke the 25th Amendment and begin the proceeds to kick him out of office in 13 days. That's not what's going to heal America. And I don't care what he has done. It's 13 days. You can wait. We can wait. We can all wait. He already committed to a peaceful transfer of power this morning. But for you to sit here and play holier than thou and sit here and I watch all my liberal friends say, see, we told you so. Well, Nostradamus made 5,000 predictions, 100 came true, and people say he was clairvoyant. Well, I've made more predictions than that, and I have a better success rate. So you can call me Mastronomus. But the problem that I have is that all of you are sitting around here and pretending. And the one person who isn't is a good friend named Michael, who I did a show on a couple months ago, who has had nothing but negative things to say about Donald Trump. And what did he say today? He simply said one of the best things I've seen. There's jerks in each bunch, basically. There's bad people on the left and the right. And that didn't make up all Trump supporters. Most of them peacefully protested and a bunch of jerks basically went in and did nothing. It's the best statement I've seen. Did nothing. 
you broke some windows and you got a 14-year veteran shot and killed. So let me tell you, and I want to go ahead and shock the hell out of you, but liberals, your shit stinks and it doesn't smell like roses and I'm so sick and tired of your behavior. Don't believe that because I challenge my own party and the people in it that I somehow am aligned with you because I still think you are the worst that has walked this earth as far as political representation for people. You know how I feel about your history. You know how I feel that you completely do not care about the American people and you use minorities for votes. So all of these people who are acting all that they knew this was going to happen even the security in the Capitol building didn't think it was going to happen. And I'll explain why. So why don't you just be quiet? Let this 13 days play out. You've won and have some freaking humility. The thing you've been calling from Donald Trump. But once again, like all people, you're drunk with power. And you don't know what humility means. So you are going to gloat and you're going to point fingers. And I will tell you, it's just going to create more cynicism and derision because we have tried that with eight years of Obama and four years of Donald Trump. And look at where it's got us. I had a lot of people ask me, Matt, I don't understand. You believe in the Constitution. You believe in holding these government officials accountable. And the answer is yes, I do. I want to be very, very clear. Last night's episode was about that I was upset that a 14-year-old woman, 14-year-old veteran who happened to be a woman in the Air Force, was killed for no reason. But do I disagree with what happened? Absolutely not, with no equivocation. And I, I may go on a list after this episode, but let me explain myself. The thing that I dislike about Occupy Democrats is not that they didn't have jobs and take showers. It's that they had no structure and they had no list. And every time they were interviewed, they asked, what do you want here? A free pizza and Mountain Dew. That's not an agenda and it's not a list of demands. You have no foresight, you have no direction, and you have no guidance. You don't know where you're going fast. And what do we do? We form up and we have representatives of Trump people there. And we dress up in buffalo costumes and paint our face and body and smoke weed in Nancy Pelosi's office and steal her podium and break glass. And do what exactly? Burn the electoral votes? Why? To what benefit? I'm angry not because you stormed the Capitol building. I'm angry because you did it at the wrong time and the wrong message, and you did it for an election that wasn't stolen. There was no reason to go and do it that day. The reason you did it is because you've been lied to by all the conspiracy theorists, Donald Trump and his legal team, and the liberals too, that there was no fraud when we all know it was perpetuated on the people in January with mail-in ballots and it was slid in under the guise of COVID. That is why the election was lost for Donald Trump. And the fact that he couldn't shut his mouth and get middle-aged housewives to vote for him because he was a pompous prick. That is why he lost. And if you think it's for any other reason, then you're not paying attention. This is what they should have done. They should have grabbed representatives from each state inside the masses of Trump supporters, taken off their hats, dressed appropriately, not ties, but not looking like a bunch of yahoos who haven't taken a shower in a month. And they should have had all those people storm respectfully. 
not hurt security guards, not break windows, go through the front doors. And if they have to overpower by numbers, do it. Don't bring guns, don't bring bombs, don't bring weapons, don't bring blowtorches and flamethrowers and and explosives, not that any of that was brought, but you don't do it that way. You're going to get killed, which is what happened. You use the force of you, the power of the people. The Million Man March was unstoppable, not because they were carrying pitchforks and torches. They were an immovable object that was forced to be reckoned with, and we should have done the same. And not about a stupid election. It should be holding accountable for the fat cats who have been getting rich off the backs and the slavery of every American with taxes without representation. They tax us when we die. They tax us when they live. They tax us when we work, when we don't work, when we buy something new, when we sell something, when we give it to our kids. When we grow, when we shrink, when we open up a business, when we close a business, we are taxed for everything and we are taxed for death. We are taxed with insurance. We are taxed for health insurance, social security, FICA. And I could go on and on and on and on and on. And that four months of our lives in the first part of the year is to pay the taxes. And only 50% of us pay taxes while the other 50% freeloads off those people who work. We have people who make $225,000 to $375,000 a year who are worth $200 million. We have people who are conspiring with foreign countries and selling our people under the table, our property, our weapons, and our elections. We have crony capitalism. We have fat cat lending. We have people who spend with absolutely no regulation and oversight. They talk out of both sides of their mouth about freedom and democracy, yet they oppress their own people and refuse to represent them. They only represent the political action committees and their own self-interest. There needs to be accountability. There needs to be a balanced budget, and we need to take care of our people, the homeless, the veterans, and the people less fortunate than us, with mental health care and hospitals to take care of the people who snap and start shooting up our schools. But instead, we blame guns and we blame abortion and we blame religion and freedom of speech and insensitivity training when all of it is a bunch of bullshit. So you march in there and you have a representative from each state and you are two, three hundred strong, three or four from each state. And you go in there and you keep your hands up and you use your bodies and you say, we are coming in. This is the house of the people. And it will always be the house of the people. And you work for us. And when our representatives fail to represent us, we will represent ourselves. And we are here for a quorum. We are here to speak for the American people who have been left behind. And we demand to be heard now. And it's not about an election. And you have your list. And and you filibust that floor like they do on everything. And every single one of those people who were there stay there until they are heard. And you take that podium and you speak and you gavel in and you have a conversation. And that is where it starts. And if you would have done that, then the death of that lady and if a few people died for that, I would have stood in line and I would have taken the first round because that is a fight we can win. The fight that we just did was a temper tantrum and it's embarrassing to patriots, to Americans and citizens of this country who have fought and died for your freedom and that is how you use it. You impetulant children. So when you challenge me and send me messages that I'm somehow a traitor because I don't believe in what happened yesterday, I believe in what happened yesterday. I just don't believe in the crappy way that it was done that gained nothing except the death of a veteran. 
at least make that death mean something. If you're going to go and storm the corruption, then fight corruption, not a pipe dream about a stolen election. Conversation's not going to get any easier. We're going to keep being honest and we're going to keep being direct. That's my take. That's what I believe in. And if anybody wants to sign up for that, I'm game. But I will tell you what, that chance is over. They didn't think that Republicans would do that. We've never done it before. We have never stormed anything. We have never rioted like that. And honestly, it shouldn't have happened yesterday. And if you were going to play your ace in the hole, it should have been in January, not yesterday. Because you made it about an election, and you made it about QAnon, and you made it about conspiracy theories, and all of you idiots ruined the chance. Because now it's going to be Fort Knox, and they will have a freaking Marine division stationed at every building. Our chance for a quorum ended. Now it's going to be based on a parlay. And there will be orders for if anyone encroaches those boundaries to be shot on sight because they just got away with it yesterday and nobody is demanding justice for that lady. Nobody. You play stupid games. You win stupid prizes. Folks, please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. It's just my opinion. Don't unfriend me. Hopefully it lightens up soon. I can't imagine it will. Veteran crisis hotline, folks, it's very important. 22 veterans kill themselves each day. We've got to get it to stop. And yesterday we lost another. And like I said, if you don't think that was suicide going into that room, it was. If you want to talk to a veteran but you don't know how, there are other veterans who are willing to help. I am one of them, and I will make that call with you. If you can't make that call, go to don'tunfriendme.com. Click the VCL link, and you'll be connected to a Skype call. If you are not a veteran, you can make that call as well. It is not just for one person. It is for every person who is struggling and hurting. The Veteran Crisis Hotline can help you. (sighs) Folks, I appreciate you, and I hope the people who watch my show don't necessarily take offense. I don't want you to. I just want the conspiracy to stop, and I want to start talking about the truth. Until then, thank you, God bless, and I'll see you tomorrow for another show. It's getting interesting. I'm starting to hit my rhythm. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for watching Don't Unfriend Me, everybody. I want to recommend Alex from Aleko's Design. He works on all of my video and graphic design, and he is amazing. Please give him a shot. Please head on over to his website at www.alekosdesigns.com. And one more quick thing before we go, folks. Still Point does the music intro for the show. They are listeners. They are fans, and we absolutely love them. Special thanks that amazing song and you can hear citizen soldier at reverbnation.com slash still point <laughs>